This is a special three-part series in Just For Men, and this will be looking at mental health. Part one will explore mental health and faith. Part two will explore mental health and the younger generation. And part three will be mental health, what do we do next? So stay tuned to hear what people had to say about how mental health affects each of these groups. Yeah, welcome to this episode of Just For Men. We're going to be talking about mental health and our experiences. Got some guys in the studio who will share uh, their experiences, their life battles. I'll share some of my life battles and we'll try and look at ways in which we can get around this. So I'll see you on the other side. Yeah, so we're going to get straight into it and I'm just going to ask um, my guests just to introduce themselves. Hi guys, I'm Adrian Nelson, I'm also known as DJ Mello. Um, I'm a community activist and I co-run a youth charity called Families Against Violence. So I work with young people, uh, around about 100 or so young people a week. Hi everybody, my name is Mark Lawrence. Uh, I am chairman of a counselling charity and also run my own consultancy business, which in the main helps to support people who are often struggling with their mental health. I guess that all journey began for me when I had my own challenges with my mental health back in 2006 and the journey back to wholeness and health resulted in me deciding that I was going to spend the rest of my life helping other people who were in the same boat as me. Awesome and if you'd listened to episode one you did have heard some of my journey uh, Mark C here which was about me struggling after bereavement of a best friend and not really realizing how much it had affected me until it was pointed out by my wife. And that's the only time sometimes by talking to other people that you realize you're on the journey. People who know you well can see the difference. Mm. And even sometimes when people are trying to tell you, you don't want to hear. Mm. And it's yeah. important for us to listen to one another's voice. Yes. Uh, people who know us well probably mean well. And um, there's a word that I use sometimes. I've uh, picked it up in my training as a life coach and business coach and it's uh, intention versus impact oh, okay. and it's about people judging us we judge ourselves mm. by our intention people judge us by our impact so sometimes when we're just trying to help others our intentions are great but our impacts could be very different mm. which is why sometimes we get the responses that we get so it's important to think about how we're approaching people who might be struggling because mm -hmm. their responses are usually coming from the struggle, as we know, the iceberg syndrome. What we see on top isn't really what's going on underneath. But let's get on and let's talk. Let's uh, conversate about right. this yeah. topic of uh, mental health and especially around men, because that's what we're talking about, the yeah. topics around men. So if I was to ask you a question, um, guys, about your journey or some of your experiences of mental health, whether for yourself or for others, other men that you've come across and uh, what it's meant for you and what might have been the struggles of why men may not have come forward or sought the help that they needed. And if they did seek the help, how did that look? Yeah. Um, I think my personal experience, I, I, I went through um, serious mental health issues 
um, in my teens. Mm. Um, I grew up in the church, um, but then um, my daughter was conceived yeah. uh, um, in my late teens, um, and the church kind of shunned me at the time. Yeah, and that really affected me in a way. I nearly gave my life away. I really, really need, nearly, you know, topped myself basically uh, in my flat. Um, all on my own because I just felt like I'd really let everybody else down. Um, and at that time, there was no support. It wasn't like it was something that you could talk about. It wasn't something that you could, um, you know, find people. And, and, and it wasn't really the done thing either in those times. Um, that was like 90s, like towards the, the, the late 90s. Um, so, yeah, um, I really, really struggled with that. And if I didn't have my faith at the time and... God didn't speak to me clearly at the time, then I probably wouldn't be here right now. So for you, faith was a big factor. Even major though factor. Major faith, factor. I would really would not be here. Yeah. And I was it, on my own. Yes. And listening to your story, you, you're mm. talking about faith from two sides. Yeah. Uh, so you've talked about faith from the side of actually had a negative impact because the way that the people of faith dealt yeah. with you. Almost like a religiosity. Yeah. yeah. And yet faith in itself brought you back. Mm. Uh, yeah. Because you were connecting through faith that gave you strength yeah. to to still be here. Yeah. If mm -hmm. if I'm taking your words yeah. correctly. Yeah, I was literally on the brink. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. And yourself, Mark. Yeah. So back in 2006, if I think about my story, I uh, before before that that year, I don't think I really thought much about my mental health or anybody else's for that matter. And I think I was a bit of a pull yourself together merchant, you know, if people were struggling or if I was struggling, my advice to them and to myself would be just pull yourself together. Yeah. And then I had what I would call a, a nervous breakdown, which meant as a result, I was uh, off work for several months, really struggling mentally, emotionally and physically. And at the worst point was unable to leave my bedroom because mm. I was completely paralyzed with, with fear and anxiety. And uh, I, kind of realized that the whole pull, pull yourself together message wasn't really working very yeah. well for me and began a journey of figuring out what it was about the way that I was doing life that had caused me to end up in that situation and it was a massive learning journey of realizing that the situation I found myself in was was a stress-related illness really and that resulted in you know depression insomnia panic attacks um, I feel like my body decided that it had had enough that so pulled the plug on me, really. And I realized it was entirely down to the way I was doing life. And I just had to figure out how do I do life in a way that not only just allows me to get well, but to stay well, you know, sustainably yeah. to stay well. Because I was so terrified of where I was, there was no way I wanted to go back there. So I was really quite keen to figure out how to get well. And I guess I was a Christian and, and, and you know, still am. And I, and I remember at the time feeling like Christians are supposed to be immune from these things. You know, we're supposed to be somehow, you know, real life doesn't affect us in these yeah. ways, you know? Somehow we're super men and women. And, and I realized I wasn't Superman either. Um, but, some, but again, ultimately, I guess my faith did help me too to, um, to journey out of that valley and, and find a new way of, of, of doing life. But as a Christian, it was a big shock to find myself in it because I would never have expected to. And that's, that's powerful again. So we've got faith coming back again yeah. and again on two, two levels, mm -hmm. which is the idea of uh, one, it's, uh, it's kept you. But two, it's should I be in this situation if I believe yeah. in yeah. something yeah. powerful, yeah. as powerful as God himself? And is it something that the church actually does actually tackle or does 
the church in general look at that or take mm-hmm. that into consideration mental health yeah did we ever yeah. talk about it in the church yeah yeah well i know they recently um they are beginning to uh talk about these issues mm. in some churches and just uh a few days ago um the beginning of the week i was invited to come and speak at a church because they'd heard the podcast about just for men and some of the people there knew me and they asked me to come to their men's meeting mm. and they had somebody who was a uh, a doctor um a psychotherapist and they spoke to men about issues around men and dealt with mental health from that perspective they did mm. bring some faith factor in it but a lot of it was just about us dealing with us and yeah. recognizing some of the yeah. things i also am aware mark that you recently spoke at a church <laughs> too on mental health someone who went there i'd come across and they told me that uh, you recently done an event yeah, I've had the privilege of going into a number of churches over the years and starting conversations yeah. with church communities about what does it look like and feel like to struggle with your mental health in the context yeah. of the church community and also how the church community can, you know, better support people who are going through that process, you know, and I was able, I guess, to talk about my own journey through that because, you know, I, I kind of broke down right in the middle of a church community. I was a pretty high profile person and um so i guess my journey was on display really and yeah. and for some some people in that community it was really difficult because mental health is something that lots of people don't really understand very well and what you don't understand tends to scare you right yeah. so and <clears throat> yeah. fear is often a response you know to to mental illness and i remember some people i was <laughs> I say some people used to want to pray for me and I think they were wanting to pray for me because I was scaring them and I needed to be okay right yeah. you know let me pray for you because you're scaring me and I need you to be okay um but but actually I think over the years massive you know strides have been made both in the church and in the business world too now if yes. you look at you no know, in, in the business world today mental health is a massive subject yeah. yeah and lots of businesses are introducing not just you know by law you have to have first aiders for physical health yeah. but lots of businesses now are introducing mental health first yeah. aiders first and so and i trained section, as mental section, mental yeah. health first aiders you know just to be able to equip ourselves to handle you know people that we might come across both in church and in you know in business too so it's been a privilege to be part of that yeah. conversation and that's yeah. that's interesting because i deliver to a federation of schools uh, well-being and resilience well resilience and well-being i call it raw and, <laughs> sounds um, good it's it's about each individual so when i spoke to the schools i let them know that this these workshops are not about them being better for work it's about Mm -hmm. them being better in all aspects of their lives and so i deliver workshops around that helping people understand how to look after themselves uh, how their emotions work the brain what it's going to do to them when they decide to make changes and Mm -hmm. and look at things like that so they can be aware of how to make change more long lasting yeah. rather than you know when you do those fitness fads diet fads and you try mm-hmm. it and then you yeah. you don't maintain For a period of time you haven't got those tools to maintain that. Yeah. yeah and so i'm trying to pass on simple tools that you can just use so they're not too difficult you go away it's there in front of you use it it yeah. becomes easier yeah. now we, we we've talked a little bit about some faith aspects do you think then in regards to that that uh people who are in faith-based environments look at mental health different from people who are outside of faith-based environments do you think that because that seems to be coming up in that you both felt different about how the church dealt with 
how you felt. Yeah. Uh, I think like how, how, how Mark um, alluded to, there's an expectation, especially on men. Not so much, I don't think it's so much on women, but I think especially on men is this expectancy that you're in control all the time, especially in leadership, um, especially, you know, you know, people look at your status in, in the church and think that everything's a-okay, you're just going to be this perfect guy. Yeah. Um, and I think um, it's great that I'm hearing these stories that, you know, the that mental health is being talked about in the churches um, even more, but I think... Um, it's great that that seed is planted and I think that it, it, it needs to be more um, easily accessible mm. in the church. I think it's fascinating what you're saying because I think over my, you know, the last 20 years working with churches and also church leaders, that that, that expectation that, that Christians can have of themselves, that they should be, they should be fine, they should be okay, mm. that these things shouldn't affect them is yeah. true. But actually, it also applies to church leaders in particular who yes. themselves in their job role also. feel some degree of pressure to always be okay, right? So I think that church leaders are one of the highest risk groups mm. there, there are yeah. in, you know, in that respect. And, uh, and I, love, I love giving church leaders as well as church communities, as well as everyone, permission to not be okay. Yeah, and and to not feel any stigma associated with admitting that you know, and particularly there is as as you say, this thing within us as men particularly that you know, and, and you've touched on it in previous podcasts, Mark. You know that that somehow there's this particular pressure on men to be okay, yeah, yeah? yeah. to be in control, to be fine, yeah. and they put some of that pressure is cultural, and some of it comes from family normals, and some of it we just, I think impose on ourselves yeah. you know we put ourselves under huge yeah. pressure yeah to ignore what we're thinking and what we're feeling you know our physical health as well as our mental and yeah. emotional health can suffer because we put ourselves under pressure and I, not I th to think about it yeah and i think that's a an interesting because you talked about physical you talked about mental <clears throat> there's a there's a program i deliver and um part of that program and it's a parenting program so it's for parents Part of that program talks about the nature of humans. Yeah. And it says mm -hmm. we're physical, we're mental, we're emotional, and we're spiritual. And in this program, it says without having all those elements working within your life, then you're not feeling whole. But yet society pushes on us, physical and mental. You've got to be well-educated, and you've got to be fit and have a six-pack like mine. Mm. No, don't laugh. A six pack like mine, and uh, I'm saying nothing. <laughs> I'm still working on mine. Listen, yeah. no one can see me here. And um, the the idea of of that is what's being pushed, and yet the emotions aren't really being dealt with, and any yeah. type of spirituality, and and that goes across the board of spirituality, yeah. even just mindfulness, walking yep. out into the hills, yeah. and taking mm -hmm. in taking everything around you, yep. taking a moment, even in the car on the way to work listening to something inspirational, faith itself, mm. people who pray, people who meditate. There's mm -hmm. so many things that people can do to be emotionally and spiritually healthy. Mm. Yeah. And yet you pick up a magazine and it's going to be about physical or mental your mm -hmm. education and what you know. Mm -hmm. And most of what we know might be about the soaps, depending on what magazine you pick up. <laughs> and the physical, you know, we're supposed to be chiseled and have these muscles and be like the statues if you mm -hmm. like yeah and and so i think sometimes those images already make us feel a bit vulnerable if we don't look like that yeah mm -hmm. and so the mental because it's uh, more about education and even about well-being we we are still just thinking well i don't know enough about that mm. so even those impact 
how we mm-hmm. can think and feel yeah. and behave, yeah. if you like. Yeah, I learned the hard way that all of those aspects of what it means to be human are completely connected. Yes. Right. So you can have a thought and that thought can affect the way you feel. And the way you feel then can change your heart rate and your physical body, right? So these things are completely connected. And it is unwise just to focus on any one aspect of what it is to be human. I think, you know, our living well requires us to pay attention to all four of those areas, you know. And as you say, there's so much, you know, post-Christmas, it's always like the gym subscriptions go through the roof, don't they? Because we're we're paying attention to our physical body and need it to be okay. We need we understand the need to be physically resilient, you know, core strength and all this kind of stuff. But but what does Pilates for the mind look like? How do yeah. we develop wow. core strength in our you know mentally? And and what is it like to? I think emotions are a big one too. I think for me, I mean, you know, my my breakdown was undoubtedly linked to me living a really unhealthy emotional life yeah. where I wasn't paying attention to any of the way I felt. In fact, I don't even know if I could have described how I was feeling. Yeah, you know. Um, and that was a massive journey too. But all of those things resulted in me having a breakdown. And and, and getting well was re- required me to pay attention to, you know, all of those. My physical health, my mental health, emotional health. And also as a Christian, paying attention to my spiritual life and figuring out how do all these things come together in a way that adds up to a good answer. Yeah. yeah? And, you know, bucket always leaks from the lowest point, the lowest hole in the bucket, right? And so you've got to figure out which part of this being human am I not? paying attention to that's a good one and focus on that that's yeah. good that's really good to think about and you, you know we've we've talked about uh, some aspects of faith we've talked about business leaders and i think you mentioned faith leaders but i think business leaders also mm-hmm. high risk yep. of stress yeah and uh, having worked with uh, people in business uh, head teachers and uh, what they call super heads the people who run the, yep. the, the school networks mm-hmm. They they are under high stress and pressure, especially when change is happening yeah. and different things. Um, but uh, I also know, Adrian, you work outside of the the business world. And you say yeah. you work with young people. Yeah. So yeah. what what kind of experiences have you had with like young people and mental health? Yeah, uh, I think especially with young young boys, which is what I mostly um, focus and work with um, in uh, pupil referral units or PRUs, as they as they call them nowadays. Yes. I've got other names for them, which are. I won't um, disclose right now. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Um, but um, what I found is uh, a predominant issue um, with young males is that um, a lot of them are, 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 are victims of um, trauma. So we've just heard about mental health and faith, and we've just began to speak about how it affects the younger generation. And as you heard, it's to do with trauma but there are other aspects and we just say join us to hear what those other aspects are and how mental health affects the younger generation tune in to part two now